Welcome, everybody, to episode seven of the Idle Hour podcast, where our goal is to bring you all the news and current events that we find compelling within the Japanese idle industry and generally shoot the shit about idols for about an hour or maybe more. On this episode, we talk about Hololive, Love Live, as always, do uh, some brief mentions of Bondori, and we dive into Sakamichi and some surprising news about Kohaku. Stay tuned. So we're about what three months into EN Holo Live? Yeah, by yeah. Like it feels like it's with this year. It feels like it's been longer. But yeah. <laughs> so my, my my question is, when do you think that we'll see a second generation of EN? Ooh. Uh, uh, okay, so for Japanese Holo Live, yeah. Uh, 4th Gen came out shortly before the new year, I want to say. Okay. Mm. Uh, so, like, late 2019. And then 5th Gen came out... Oof. I can't remember. Was it May, June? I think it was August. Early August? <laughs> Any, the, anything that happened in 2020, frame? it could be any. It yeah, was, it was August. It was, yeah. one, it was one month before EN came out. Well, EN came out in August. And so maybe it was late So July did 5th Gen. No, 5th yeah. gen, gen was August. Or was it August? Yep. Jesus. This is <laughs> year. All right. Um, so given that, like, a, like, and it hasn't been, I don't want to say it's been every six months, but like, Hololive isn't really mm. that old. Mm-hmm. Um, like, our, at least, okay, they're not, um, they didn't, like, just immediately start cranking out talent. Like, they were just kind of Sora only for a long time. Um, and then they had their and like they didn't even start numbering gens. Like they have, don't they have like a gen that just doesn't isn't numbered? Um, uh, yeah. Like so the earliest, ones, right? the earliest one, yeah. So like, oh. um, nope. like Sakura Miko isn't in a gen, and yeah. so mm-hmm. and Suisse is also not in a gen. Yeah. So, uh, I, I would guess based on the popularity, I would guess that they are in the process of getting new talent now yeah, like yeah. you know how like these companies like how companies are like you know oh this is like getting us a lot of money well let's keep doing it until people get fucking sick of it <laughs> um 
So I imagine they're in the process, if not already finalizing some stuff, because like uh, the original, like, I guess what you'd call like a casting call mm-hmm. for Hollow EN was like in the winter of, of 2020, or maybe it was mm. late 2019. Um, so, hmm. yeah, I mean, it could be six months from August, like we're, we're looking at a new, a new batch. Um, but I, I will say that I, Fully expect there to be another generation. I really do. Um, based on all the fact that all the girls call themselves first generation Halloween and uh well, just how much fucking money they've Oh made. yeah. I mean they have to be the uh, most successful generation. Oh definitely. Of anyone, like with right? yeah, oh, hands down. Yeah. On an, from a numbers point of view, yeah, definitely. Sure, sure, sure. But speaking of that, speaking of uh, you know numbers and stuff like that, uh, over the past month, it, uh, going back to Hollow Live, um, we've had two more one millions. Uh, we covered uh, Gal Gouda got you know was the first mm. to a million <laughs> in a crazy time span <laughs> of like two months. Uh, but uh, Korone and Fubuki, uh, both of Hollow Live gamers, uh, reached one million over the past month. So. Huzzah for our gaming doggo and gaming fox. <laughs> um, and uh, it looks like uh, our gaming rabbit is going to uh, to get there soon. She's on track. And so. uh, Gura has almost reached 1.5 million. So mm. that is crazy. No, she, her numbers are insane. To be fair, though, like, you know, her content is outstanding. It really is. She's mm. very funny. Um, so, you know. And more props to her for for getting more eyes on and all the end girls for getting you know more eyes on the uh the VTuber scene in general. I think they've been like a, a huge boon to getting people at least watching the clips, you know, mm-hmm. the, the fan subbed clips. Um, and because of that, we've we've had a lot of uh, English only streams, which have been fun. Mm. Um. Uh, but yeah, also a reminder from uh, our last episode, uh, we talked about Hololive Second Fest Beyond the Stage. Um, that's happening this month, this coming month. Uh, it'll be the 21st to the 22nd of December, and we will probably be breaking it down um, right here next month. Uh, so uh, I'd say get your tickets, because mm-hmm. uh, unless you want to be spoiled on it. Uh, or unless you want to be spoiled on it, because you know we're the suckers who are going to pay the money, and you know, <laughs> your breakdown. I don't know. You do you. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, going back to to Ian, um, over the past month, if you are haven't been following, but you're kind of interested uh, in, if you're interested in, in the Japanese side, but you're only sticking around the Ian side because you know you could understand what they're saying, um. Hollow EN has been doing a lot of collabs recently with mm. uh, their their Japanese counterparts, um, mostly in Japanese. Uh, so I'm not sure how good that would be for you, but the parts where they do try to speak English has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 <laughs> it's definitely yeah. coming in kind of clutch that they picked two people that could basically speak Japanese as part of the EN group. That mm-hmm. is that that has been extremely useful in terms of. Uh, well, three people, like, right? Uh, <clears throat> because Callie, Kiara, think, and Ina can. Yeah, I think I think the only, I think Ina is less confident with her Japanese. 
Yeah, uh, I, I remember I Kiara would... saying that she was actually really good, though, even though she doesn't. Really yeah, yeah. Tout it, but I I would say it probably goes like Kiara, Kali, Ina, but they're all. I mean, I think the reason that Kiara is at the top there is because she can like translate on the fly, mm-hmm. speak, mm. speak Japanese. So she's that's like the probably the best get for that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Here we made a translator into a into a. A phoenix girl. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she, well, she's just uh, started. She's just started at that talk show this month. Uh, yeah, it's, really it's, with, uh, with uh, yeah, with Marine being the first episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then actually, she announced uh, actually just today, I think, or yesterday, yeah. that uh, mm. Fubuki is going to be the second guest. I'm very excited about that. I love Fubuki. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully, they do some kind of uh, impromptu. Um, Beatboxing that she does. Yeah. That <laughs> Talk about hamburgers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hamburger country. Uh, I don't think Kiara's from the U.S. Uh, or and I'm not even sure she's ever no, been. I think but she's yeah. German. But I, who knows? I don't mm, actually. Yeah. Know, so. She she does she does sprech in the Deutsch. She does indeed. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, of those kind of collabs, the I think the most fun that I've had with them. Was the uh, Corona and uh, Calliope? Oh, that was yes. so much fun. <laughs> that, it, it it went like a ton smoother than I thought it was going to go because I know that like mm-hmm. Cor- Corona has she had a, has anxiety issues in the past and can sometimes be quite nervous on streams like that. But that collab was super fun. Yeah, um, I- I'm die. Thank you forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh no, no, and it, like it was surprising to hear uh, Callie speak, um, you know, Japanese. She's mm. much better than she, you know, uh, let. Like, I mean, to be fair, you know, when you speak a second language, you're much more self conscious about it. But yeah, she was, she did really good. Uh, and Corona's English is just always fun. <laughs> um, but going going forward, uh, from that, uh, one of the things we we talked about, and actually, kind of the kind of helped out by your question there logan about uh second gen is the success of hollow live en like really can't be understated um and that we saw kind of a um and, and i i would say like uh vtuber talent agencies in general um and we saw that with uh, a recent announcement that uh an ink like a bunch of english uh speaking um independent vtubers uh have banded together to make uh their own talent agency under um their own uh i almost said yoshi p too much final fantasy <laughs> uh <laughs> their own um yago um and uh they made v shoujo uh, so I, like the biggest announcement was like that nyaners who like a lot of people in our community at least like fucking love because she is uh kind of insane but a lot of fun so yeah like i think uh this whole thing like really speaks to ha- like how how much the scene blew up with hollow live en mm. um because like uh th- these girls were fairly successful on their own i want to say i mean uh I, I want like what project melodies in there as well right yep. I, well, uh so and she she doesn't have a problem <laughs> uh, bringing in <laughs> bringing in the money. Uh, 
if you know what I mean. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't die. Uh, I, I don't remember who all was in there, though. Uh, I'm trying to look uh, it up. So the list is, so there's Nyana's Project Melody, uh, Apricot, uh, Zentrea, uh, Silver Veil, uh, Iron Mouse, and Hime Hajime. Oh, and yeah, they're debuting two new ones. That's mm. right. That's right. Uh, they have two that haven't even debuted yet. Um, and they've, they're basically, I, I think that's another thing is like Hololive has kind of defined, uh, and a lot of the other ones have kind of defined, um, you know, how debuts go. Because uh, the one who's supposed to be a lich, I don't remember what her name is. Um, um, it's a fruit, I think. Yeah, yeah, a- like, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. She, so she, uh, leading up to her debut, which actually just recently happened, I think it was like a couple days ago. Um, she did the same thing that, like, you know, uh, a lot of the Hololivers do is they like post pictures or, or videos of themselves, like gifts of themselves on like Twitter and stuff like that, and then moving their character model and uh, generally, you know, post nonsense as much as possible. So. You kind of see like other companies picking up on this kind of thing. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy to see how much. What has it been like? Three months mm. has has shifted even like the English VTuber. Um, I'm curious if they're ever going to go into music. What do you guys think? Um. Yeah, it feels it feels very different because it 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 it's, it feels significantly different from like how do you translate the the kind of like the idol culture of Japan into like an English domain? I think they'll probably stay away from that slightly. There'll be a group, but yeah, it, it feels like it's going to be more around kind of the gaming side and um, yeah, talk. They, they they feel like they're going to be more like you know just traditional YouTubers rather than mm. <clears throat> idols. Yeah, I think I think that's wise as well. If you're if you're trying to relate to an English audience, because um, I know those of like, I think the three of us have come from an awareness of idols in. Well, we're doing a podcast called the Idol Hour podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> that explain that explains a lot. But um, I think it's a culture that it is really hard to translate uh, across to the West. Um, so. I think it would make more sense for them to stick closer to the the YouTuber, um, like the Western YouTuber kind of style, just with with the yeah. avatars. <laughs> Honestly, they can't do that the idol thing like right off the bat. I mean, based oh, no. on on melodies and Iron Mouses and I think uh, Silver Rails, uh, uh pasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're not doing the idol thing. <laughs> I mean, singing. I. But I, I'm I'm just thinking like they could still do like I'd be interested to see them doing like um, not only like karaoke streams because that would be kind of cool but and I think some of them have but like um, uh, like their own original songs you know like because mm. um, like I don't know I I'm not sure if I'd ever I, if I could ever see them doing like a stage event um, maybe at like Anime Expo or something like that that'd be kind of cool um, but not like. I can't see like a dedicated, you know, stage event where like a bunch of fans come over and wave light sticks and stuff like that. And like, not like that, but you know, maybe um, because this is a talent agency and they're, they're going to try and make money somehow. Yeah. So it's probably going to be like merch 
uh, on top of you know super chats and you know getting people to simp uh <laughs> Uh, there, there's going to be like there's got to be some kind of merch and i'm wondering if part of that is you know they start recruiting because you know there's a lot of there's a lot of uh talent out there you know good singers out there who uh for whatever reason don't want to show their face or whatever and they maybe they start aiming for um that kind of thing and uh maybe make like a v shoujo music side where they just uh try and sell music and stuff like that i don't know uh just a, a lot uh, of stuff or a lot of potential pathways they could take um, that we're really not sure of right now. It was really a surprise because it seemed like a lot of them were really happy being independent. So I wonder what they were offered. It's probably more of <laughs> financial yeah. stability and there might be like benefits and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Being part of well, the, I, uh, Yeah. Well, I know that the, the CEO of this V Shoujo group, he's, He's got his he's got fingers in a lot of pies in Japan around kind of like startups and stuff. So uh I think it's it's kind of a foot in the door. Um that you might not have as an independent, maybe. But there you go. Maybe they maybe they can get three D models. They just have to travel to Japan to get to, to <laughs> use them. Cause I, I gotta imagine they I mean, given the Iron Mouse lives in I believe Puerto Rico. Mm. Uh, so, you know, given that and given like the accents of the other girls, I'm going to guess they're around the country and we're a big fucking country. <laughs> <laughs> so not, and that's not even including maybe some of them are from Canada. So, um, yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot of opportunity for like off collabs. I don't think, but, mm. uh, but we'll see. Um, definitely something to, to keep your eye on, uh, especially if you haven't heard this news. Uh, I definitely recommend giving them a shot because they are all pretty funny in their own right, especially Neanders. Um, any last thoughts on that, guys? I, th I think just keep your eyes peeled on it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all we can say right now. Um, all right, uh, moving on. Uh, to Love Live news, our favorite news. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Aqua recently announced that they will be having a countdown live, uh, White Island concert, uh, December thirtieth and thirty first. Uh, ringing the New Year's with Aqua. I can't. I can't imagine a better way to do it other than you know the copious amounts of alcohol <laughs> I will probably already have in my system. Um, yeah. Uh, this is basically a, a carryover from what we were talking about the, the last time, how we were wondering <clears throat> whether or not that Christmas con uh, concert that was canceled would be translated to online and how we kind of hoped for that. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a few days later, but you know, it's fine. I'm happy with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, th I think, I think it's, it's good. The countdown line element is fairly good as well because, uh, on the thirty first one, they're starting much later to see in the new year, which means slightly friendlier times for people. Yeah. What are the times on those? They will be morning US time. Okay. Um, so, 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 so we'll so, ring in the New Year with Japan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it starts it on the thirty first. It starts at uh, ten thirty PM. Uh, JST. So. Oh. 
I sorry. I, I was just realizing that I could start. I could start my New Year's Eve off with morning mimosas, which sounds amazing, and just carry <laughs> on into the rest. <laughs> I like your style, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have an excuse because hey, I'm ringing in the New Year's to Japan. I don't want to be rude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drink. I'm drink. I'm drinking over breakfast because idols. <laughs> I need an excuse for my day drinking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a it's a really cool announcement. It's it's going to be um, and yeah, I, I I didn't even think about that. The the friendlier times are is going to make uh, uh, the rest of the day better because it means that you know I'm not like like when everybody else is like uh, you know ringing in the New Year's around me and I'm just like sitting at my computer. <laughs> <laughs> for an idol concert um yeah um moving on uh the duo of trio preview is up if you haven't heard it uh this is the winter vacation um cd that was announced um i i did have a listen to it but this was a while ago i think it was like mm. earlier in the month that this happened i do remember really liking the um Madi uh Kanon song. Yes. Mm. I thought it yeah, had yeah. a really good sound to it. Um and I liked the I liked I liked all the duos and the 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 trio was fun. I'm I'm excited for the return <laughs> of Durin Pa. Yeah. I I I I the yeah the Kanon Mari one I think was definitely a standout. Um mm-hmm. just just because it was a song that seemed to have a lot of feeling in it. I think from like mm-hmm. the the like translations of lyrics that I've seen of that one uh, from the preview, it it suits them really well based on the anime story. For sure. And then, uh, uh, I almost said Mari Maru, <laughs> uh, Ruby Maru, um, was really cute. Yeah, yep. <laughs> as expected of, of a song from those two. Uh. And the the Yo uh, Rico one surprised me. It, it's got a much different song, sound than I was expecting. Um, hmm. I, I can't really think off the top of my head how I would explain it. It's it's good, but I'm I just I was expecting. I was actually kind of expecting Gmo I like part two, kind of <laughs> you know like silly like you know, but no, they they went a different route with it. It's pretty good. Um. And that's out when again? I can't recall. That is out the 9th just, of December. Just blinked. Okay, so, so just over a week. Soon. Yeah, get those pre-orders in. Um, yeah, uh, so that's that's pretty much it with uh, with Aqua. Uh, now, with Nijigasaki, we've actually... We're in the middle of the anime right now. Um, mm. And... Uh, Steven and I are about one episode, like there was an episode just yesterday. I'll let you know when we were filming. <laughs> um, and Logan, you watched that one, right? Yeah. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, like without too many spoilers, that that's uh, the uh, Karin yeah. episode? Yep. Okay. So we haven't seen, like two of us haven't seen that. Two of us. Um, but uh, how do you guys, how do you guys like the anime thus far? I'm really enjoying it. Um, hmm. it's it's kind of weird, like you know, having played All Stars and stuff. There were a lot of like, I don't know. You have you have an idea of who you think the characters are, you know, going into the show and how they should mm-hmm. act and you know 
TikTok and stuff like that, but I feel like the characters in the show, these these, you know, nine, ten, ten girls, um, all feel more like characters to me. Um, mm. if that makes any sense. Like they took like their their strong points and just made them even stronger and I don't know, they they feel like slightly different but better. Um, yeah, I I would struggle to put that into words myself, but I agree. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I probably could have put it that way. Like yeah. I guess the 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 easy one for me is like Karen and like All Stars and like in the concert so far has been like, you know, the super cool sexy character. Mm-hmm. Um but that's really not her character at all in Niji. Like she's definitely more of like an older sister type character. Uh, yeah. at least to me. So one thing that I noticed is it it's an expansion of so uh there's a story story mm-hmm. which like um the uh show deviates from quite a bit which I appreciate yeah. in many ways. Um but the uh the character stories uh are slight deviations but like expanding upon um the character stories. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, the so like um the Bond stories. There you go. That's what okay. I'm uh, so you remember, like in in All Stars, there's a like there's a the second singles. You have to get them to Bond twelve to, to play and them. like watch all the stories to to unlock those songs. Yep. Um, and I watched all all nine girls uh, <laughs> uh, Bond up to twelve. I I've stopped playing since because the game is not great. <coughs> but um, uh, Cottings like does delve into that. As a matter of fact, like her song Wish is a lot of like leading up into her, her wanting to be not seen as like, you know, the, the mature, you know, she wants to be a, a high school girl, you mm-hmm. know, but she's constantly perceived as like this, you know, cool, sexy kind of person. And that's not what she wants. And it's the same thing with, um, uh, the, the one that stood out to me the most is the last one I watched, which is the Shizuka episode, mm. um, where her thing is, she's not really sure, like she kind of loses herself because she's she's not sure whether she's acting or whether she's being her genuine self and um her like her whole uh bond episode thing is leading up to her song Audrey which is is her lofty goal of of all oh, the songs about her lofty goal of of um uh being as good of an actress as Audrey Hepburn which is a really surprising choice not mm. that she, Audrey Hepburn was amazing but like a 1960s British actress is not something you expect a Japanese girl <laughs> to know about. Um, but yeah, like uh, I, I feel like, like you said, it, it, it took a lot of the Bond episode stories that I was familiar with and just expanded upon their strengths, upon like like what made these girls like A, like makes them tick and then B, makes them want to be an idol. Mm. Um, uh, Rena's too. Rena's was really, really good because... Mm. I, I like the whole insecurity thing doesn't really come off that well in all stars. No. Uh, but man, did they do a fucking good job of oh, it yeah. in her episode. Yeah. And they nailed know, it. Kanata's episode made me actually <laughs> like Kanata because they like gave mm. a reason for, you know, the way that she is. Yes. So that like, was, that was also uh, in her bond episode, but okay. it was so, uh, it was so much better in the anime yeah. because you get to see the younger sister. So in, mm-hmm. in the bond episodes, like, 
like the second half of it is like uh, her lamenting because her sister is mad at her or something. But you mm. never see her sister in the Bond episodes. Yeah. So you understand like why she's always sleepy because she's working so hard because, you know, it's her sister and her mom. <clears throat> but like with being able to see everything. Yeah, it's so much better. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Oh, well, I hate to ask this because it's kind of hard. But uh, do we have a favorite uh favorite episode thus far? That's really tough. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is tough. Um, I really like Kanata's episode. I don't know. I just really enjoyed uh, both the performance and just the story with uh, her sister. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad they brought her too because she's an end girl. Yeah, there's a lot of end girls in that show, mm-hmm. by the way. Tons. <laughs> yeah. And the, her like her sister's entire school idol group, all end girls. Uh, uh, the the uh, all the girls in Karen's episode, I'm pretty sure are all end girls as well. Tons good old uh, Sith lore for <laughs> yeah. those of you who played uh, School Idol Festival. Good good old not needing to think about uh, character <clears throat> illustrations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Already got a ton. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I think I think for me, my favorite episode was the the Rena episode. Yeah, that's um, a really good. Nice. I I I yeah, like seeing Rena's arc, it makes you understand her a lot more than I think. Again, I didn't play the the game that much, um, hmm. so it, it 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 was kind of like again. I think it's the weird, strange thing with Niji, like that you kind of brushed on with like Kanata that it's like they get put into like little like like Kanata's the sleepy girl. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but like without the backstory, she's just a sleepy girl. With the backstory, it's yeah, she's the sleepy girl. But um, there's a reason behind that, and that reason's pretty deep. Um, yeah, and the same same thing with Rena is like like her. I I really want to hear more about what like re, like after the Rena one, why she's how how she became that way in the first place. Um, because it. It it clarifies kind of like about like this is why like she can't show emotion and this is a way to she sees her face not saying what she wants it to say, um mm-hmm. and I th- and I think I think that hits home and I also love love the song in that one episode yeah uh, yeah uh, I I love I love like the, the I think it was the the um the verse in it where she mentions that uh, you can't uh, control Z life yes <laughs> and, and i was like i was like i love that oh, line no. in that song yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh, that was definitely I, my favorite i love that episode as well because oh because of all that uh but also because it shows how much of a homie i is <laughs> i'm just such a fucking homie she is she's so cool <laughs> yeah she's that one person who's just like oh fuck it let's go to the arcade man uh and just kind of blows past <clears throat> you know rena's insecurities <clears throat> Um, well, surprisingly, my favorite episode hasn't it wasn't actually I's episode, even though I loved it. Um, I loved Shizuko's episode. Mm. It made me really love. I I mean, her Bond episodes made me really love her. Her Audrey and the performance at at the second live, but she's like steadily been climbing. I I think I'd pretty confidently call her like my number two or number three at this point. Um, but I loved her episode because it reminded me of Review Starlight. Um, the yeah. the parts in which she's like arguing with her, you know, herself. her, uh, yeah, herself, her conscious essentially, and her insecurities about being a, an actress and uh, all that kind of stuff. And 
not only that, but like um, fleshing out Kasumi as well. Uh-huh. Into into not just being the bratty character, into being also being a homie. You know, like you know, Kasumi can also be a really good friend. Um, and making the because fr- the first years, like I, you know, I didn't hate them in in Niji, but like the most interesting one was Rena to me for a long time because, well, I mean, she's got a computer for a face. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think they've done such a good job fleshing them out. And that one episode, I'm, I was, I Kasumi went from like, okay, she's the bratty one, and yeah, she's kind of cute, and you know, the comic relief one, to being okay, she's also a human being. You know, <laughs> she's not just a comic relief you know human she's a good friend as well when she when she wants to be um <laughs> uh, but yeah i i think one thing we could take away from that is like all of us having different favorite episodes is pretty good <laughs> pretty good show yeah. yeah yeah i'm a big uh, fan of what they're doing i'm gonna guess favorite solo song is from the from the episode that you chose no no really no, okay. yeah no. same <laughs> um my favorite solo song is uh, "Dive" uh, by Setsuna. Ah, uh, that is a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just really, really love everything that she does. Mm. Yeah, my 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 favorite song was uh, uh, "Butterfly" from Kanata's episode. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's it's a super strong one. That's mm. a good one. Yeah. The the problem that I had with Kanata before, like just you know from concerts and stuff, and from the bit of the games I played, was that. I think she has a really good voice and a good presence on stage, but it's just completely wasted by these like super laid back and slow songs. So seeing her actually like be able to sing was, Mm. was really a, you know, a breath of fresh air for her. Yeah. It it, it definitely, it definitely took me off guard when it was, it wasn't like, yeah, there's a bed on stage. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Or, or I've just woken up. So I'm going to sing sleepily. Like, it's, uh-huh. Yeah, it, and and this and the style of butterfly really suits her. So I hope they do more of it. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Carlos? Uh I'd say between Shizuka song and I song, I songs will always you know <laughs> always love I songs because they're always just a lot of fun. She's always really happy, and I think it's just more that I can imagine Nachan singing it and how happy she is singing it, and I'm like, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I can't wait to see that fucking yeah. smile. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd probably say I I song is probably my favorite, but I do love Shizuka's song mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I I I'd like what they do a lot with with a lot of her songs, a lot of serious kind of tones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, good stuff thus far. Um, I'm excited to see Cotton's. I'm excited to see where they go with it. I think that's one thing we talked about beforehand was um, <clears throat> all these episodes have been great, and they did establish you know this this is a uh, an idol group that is made up of individual idols. They're doing they're doing their own thing together, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, and uh, like uh, all the individual character episodes have been fantastic. But they, we got to see what they do to stick the landing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. They've they've run out of the episodes following the format they've done so far of introduce <laughs> girl, girl says song, next episode. Yeah, I I'm also curious if it's going to be in this season that they introduce the next character that's coming. <laughs> I I'm I, very I, worried about how they handle yeah, her. I, 
I'm hoping it's better than All Stars because All Stars was just. I hate her. I like just yeah, based I on like my experience. It. I just fucking hate her character so much. I I love that idol. I don't like the character. Um, I'm I'm here completely indifferent because I didn't get that far in the story on the app, <laughs> in the game. So I'm oh, to be fair, to be fair, I, I didn't get to the resolution part of it. No, me but either. the lead up to like like and everything about her, she was just. It's kind of an asshole. Yeah, she's and just, everyone's yeah. like, but she knows what's good for you. And I'm like, fuck oh, you. I know what's good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The American in me is like, fuck you. Don't tell me what I'm good at. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. She's. And, and I, I think one of my problems, too, is her, her call and response in, incorporates that. Mm. Like the whole, like, I know, you know, I know it, what's best for you kind of thing. And I'm just like. Oh, it's not a great character trait to have. Uh, anyway, we'll yeah, I don't yeah, think we'll she'll see. appear this season. Uh, maybe I'm thinking maybe towards the end, like a teaser kind of thing. You maybe, know? yeah. I mean, I think the way that the rest of the season is going to go is, I mean, they've got what three episodes, maybe four. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're just going to focus on their group song, and uh, we'll see how that pans out. But yeah. If- if the animation and all like everything is as good as it has been, yeah, I'm I'm looking mm. forward to the finale. Sure. It's gonna be fantastic. But yeah, that's the Niji anime. We can't give it a rating, uh, because <laughs> this isn't the anime arcade podcast <laughs> and uh the anime is not over. Um but maybe we will. It's actually an anime I'm actually watching from the season. Uh Gasp, <laughs> I know. Uh but yeah. Um, moving on, uh, to some quick mentions here, um, from, uh, Bandori, uh, I'll let you take this one, Stephen, because I'm pretty sure I don't know all the <laughs> Yeah, so, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, so I've been briefly catching up on Bandori news this, this month, um, it's so, it's, it's so difficult this month to keep up with all the news because so many things are getting announced left, right, and center, um, but, uh, two fun bits of Bandori news. Uh, there is a Rosalia, uh, Raz and Sulan uh, joint concert in December. Um, mm. So it's uh, titled uh, Rausch and Craziness uh, Interlude. And that is on December 12th at 6pm JST. Um, additionally to that, there is... Uh, so there was something this month that got released by NHK. Uh, called the Songs of Tokyo Festival 2020. Uh, now, I don't believe this ever showed anywhere live, uh, but the full concert, uh, potentially it showed live in, in Japan, but the full concert is yeah. actually available on the NHK World website. Uh, until you know, I'm, I'm willing to bet it did show up live because, uh, like, and it, mm. oh, so not like not like for you to buy or or anything, but if it showed up on NHK. Um... I follow, and sometimes I'm on NHK World. It's a nice <laughs> neutral news source uh, in my country. Uh, so, um, and sometimes they do show like concerts and stuff like that that they get in Japan. So I wonder mm. if, if maybe I just missed it. But yeah, uh, it's archived. So yeah, so it's been split up into four different episodes. Uh, each episode's an hour long, uh, and there's uh, so uh, pop and party. Uh, Rosalia and Raz all appear in, I believe, episode three uh, in the archive. 
but there is also various other like idol groups and J-pop groups. So Idol Master, Baby Metal, Hinata Zaka 46, uh, Momo Iwaka, Clover Z, uh, Valkyrie and Perfume, plus loads more J-pop groups. Um, so that's well worth checking out because it's it's free available to everyone outside Japan on the NHK World yeah. website until January 31st. So you've got plenty of time. If you've ever been interested in those bands, I mean, that's a really good way to like get just a small piece of what they sound like. And then you can deep dive and lose all your money. I, I believe also <laughs> on each of those, they do do short interviews with them, which are translated. So uh, oh, nice! that is also really interesting. Okay, moving on. Sakamichi. Yeah, so, uh, so, so Sakamichi is, again, it's, it's still end of the year. Obviously, Sakamichi, towards the end of the years, all these like major rider groups, they um, are doing a lot of performances on TV leading up to the end of year festival lives. Um, but uh, so Nogizaka 46, a couple of key, like, uh, key bits of info. So they announced the 26th single, uh, which is entitled... Uh, it's uh, Boku wa Boku wo Ski, ski Ni Naru uh, which translates to I like me. It's a lot of words for I like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so that releases on January 27th um, and for me that's, there's big news as part of that one because uh, my Nogizaka 46 Oshi uh, Yamashita Mizuki uh, she has been announced as the center for that single, uh, nice. and that is her that is her first single, uh, first uh, center single. Um, so yeah, really exciting. Um, I think what's also really exciting about that single is in the formation, the Senbatsu as a whole, there's a large third and fourth gen presence. So they've really, I think there's at least four fourth gen members in the Senbatsu, which is a big increase. Um, and I think there's also four or five third gen members, so the bulk of the Senbatsu is now being made up by by later gen members. So it's definitely a baton handover here somewhere. Yeah, getting getting closer and closer to uh, a third or fourth gen sing- uh, center. Yeah, still yeah. probably a ways out, but yeah, and that who, actually who that actually actually leads into the next bit of info. That um, so. Uh, throughout all of the previous singles, there's been one second gen member who has kind of been the face of the second gen. She's always been in the Senbatsu, even if there was only one second gen member. Uh, and that is uh, Hori Miona. Um, and unfortunately, she's announced that she is graduating. Uh, the 26th single is her last song, uh, last single. Um, and she's got a solo song on that single, uh, which is uh, Tumitai Mizu no Naka which is titled In Cold Water, which released, I think, as we record, it released uh, two days ago. Um, And the graduation announcement was part of that music video. Um, And that music video shot to a million views in about 18 hours. Um, It was kind of crazy. Yeah. The yeah, Nogi's yeah. Fandom, like never fails to impress me with how quickly numbers shoot up when stuff like this happens. Um, but yeah, I think that's actually the first time they've announced a graduation via a music video without any previous announcement. 
Um, there was actually no no like textual announcement that she was graduating. So that music video came out, and then like Twitter and the forums all started speculating what <laughs> whether she was graduating, whether they were trolling, and then she dropped like a diary entry online saying she was graduating, and then everyone was sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah, so that's that's happening, which means I think this single really is a, a baton handover to the third and fourth gens. I think it's been coming for a while, um, but it'll be interesting to see what way they go after this. Um, and then from one graduation to another, uh, also this month, which feels like an age away now. <laughs> um, yeah. So this this happened like. As we recorded last month, it happened about two or three days afterwards, uh, and it was uh, Shiroshi Mai's graduation concert, uh, which took place on, I believe it was the 28th or 29th of November. Um, and yeah, that was... November or October? Uh, October. Wow. 2020. Okay. I forget what month it is nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so... Uh, it and as I think as we mentioned in the last one, it was a online only live. Um, we were wondering whether they were gonna um, do some interesting things with it because uh, previous Sakamichi online lives have been uh, very creative with the way they use it, uh, and I think it uh, it met expectations. I think I don't know what your guys' thoughts yeah. on it were. No, it was very good. Um. Trying to think, uh, it didn't it didn't blow me out of the water like like mm. the Kayaki Sako once did, but it was still like they they excellent use to space, um, and they definitely spared no fucking expense. Um, yeah, I th- I think yeah. I I think I think the crucial thing with with this live, I think what made it a little bit odd is they like normally with a graduation live, there's a lot of a lot of build up, a lot of interviews, a lot of speaking to the audience in various events and things. And this one, it was, I think there were large sections of it, like 20 minutes at a time, were like long speeches, kind of letting everyone who was watching know how how the members feel, how she feels. Um, and I think that that was kind of, it was odd at a distance um, because normally there's a crowd there to react to these things um yeah yeah it's it's kind of it all happened in a bubble it's kind of weird yeah it's kind of almost the flip side of the kayaki zaka one it's like you wonder what the atmosphere in the the kayaki zaka final live would have been um and whether it would have been sad or whether it would have been something different um on the kayaki zaka one whereas you know a graduation concert is always going to be extremely sad there's a lot of uh a lot of tears, a lot of the audience, like kind of trying to trying to get behind them uh, to continue. And yeah, I think online it, it kind of creates an odd situation where you're just kind of through a screen watching them cry. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, I think and... one of the weird things too was like the the weird tour they took towards the end. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> on, on the on the bus. And, and like, Oh no, not just that. Oh, the, through like, the stadium, yeah. Go, through the stadium, yeah. And and like just like looking at like pictures of of uh like it was kind of impactful, but not 
really like what you expect from a graduation concert. Um, I think the music more than made up for like you know how how awkward some of it was, but mm. uh, but yeah, no, I get I get what you're saying, uh, for sure. But yeah, that the tour on the, on the I forgot about the tour on the bus. Afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that was that was different. <laughs> um, but I think I think what that that graduation concert said, like you could see when they were doing first gen only performances. There's not many of them left. Um, yeah. So, um, it, you, they've, the future of Nogizaka, I think they're looking down the line now. Like you look at the first gens. Um, there are still some first gens who are still in in their early twenties, which is crazy to me. Uh, <laughs> the nature of the idol industry, unfortunately, it, it is. Yeah, um, but like, there's, you've got to you've got to imagine with with uh, Shiraishi's graduation and uh, Miona's graduation now announced, almost feels like the deck of cards is starting to fall. It's it feels like the this won't be the last one within the next six months. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, so from that, uh, there was also a uh, a Shiraishi Mai documentary that released around the same time. That I think uh, Logan, you caught that one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, what was I'm your thoughts on that? Documentaries. Uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a uh, kind of a an interesting look into. Uh, specifically her tenure as an idol for uh for the group uh, but also mm. kind of an interesting look at the group as a whole and the kind of the trials and the tribulations that they went through um for the first few years so mm. i thought i thought it was well done uh, i thought she was fantastic and uh yeah i, I was thoroughly uh impressed with uh everything about the documentary yeah, I think that's that's one one good thing about all these these Sakamichi groups is they don't mind not hiding anything. Like mm-hmm. t- it tends it tends to be the documentaries are kind of warts and all. Uh, like if anything, like and I'll, I'll get onto one of that. So there's uh, um, yeah, the the warts and all sense is also visible in some other documentaries that are going to come out in the next. Uh, short amount of time yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah, yeah. Um, definitely with the the keakizaka one when that one eventually makes its it makes its way to the west and also uh there is a hinata zaka one coming soon um and having seen the trailer for it uh it does seem to cover um one of the scandals in that group um oh really yeah, it's it's there's definitely a clip in that trailer of uh, the member involved uh, apologizing to the group profusely. So, um, yeah, they don't they don't mind uh, showing that in in their documentaries, which I think is it's it's good in a way. Uh, it's probably not good great for the members to know that everything that happens is going to be screened to all the fans. Um. But I think for the fans, it's a level of kind of peeking through the curtain that you don't normally get with with uh, groups that aren't idol groups. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a kind of the give and take. Because uh, like you said, you know, like 
it's the nature of the idol industry that like you know they're not that old and mm. they're kind of drummed out or they decide to leave um whereas like you know any idols like you don't have to worry about that like you know all the awkward girls are in their mid-20s late 20s in some cases um and then all the you know muse girls are i mean they're done but you know they came back for fest and all, like almost all of them were in their 30s mm. um the th- the difference is is that we don't know what's happening behind the scenes with those girls and never will um whereas you can kind of get a glimpse of it with uh you know the sakamichi documentaries and all that stuff mm. um so yeah so that 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 was that was kind of nogizaka is kind of weirdly in what should normally be a quiet time kind of almost transitioning a little bit um and another group who's also transitioning at the moment is Sakura Zaka Forty Six. So um, they've not had a huge amount announced, um, but they are releasing a single this month. Um, so they're releasing the Nobody's Fault single. Um, still hate mm-hmm. that. Still hate that title. Um, <laughs> um, they've announced two B sides: um, Buddies and Naze Koi o Shite Kona Katana Daro. Uh, which is t- um, why didn't I fall in love in English? Um, they've released those two. They both sound uh, different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's they, they, there's still nothing there that is convincing me. The choreography of Keiakizaka is still there, but the sound is still not quite what I'm looking for. But um, mm-hmm. uh, we can wait and see. Uh, that's not all of the songs that are going to be on that single yet. So there's there's still some hope. Um, and as I said in the previous one, I'll give them a couple of singles, not just the first one. They're they're transitioning yeah, still, yeah. so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for now. Um, no, but yeah, we'll definitely see. But yeah, that uh, that releases ninth of this December, so um, worth checking out. And then Hinata Zaka forty six. Um, so some announcements. So uh, the Hinakoi uh, mobile game. Uh, which we briefly mentioned last month, um, has now released uh, on November eighteenth. Now this is not the ridiculous not, this is, one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is not the ridiculous one. Although it's kind of ridiculous. Um, uh, this is the kind of so I've I've put a genre here, which is basically a gacha dating sim with visual no- novel elements that is interspersed <laughs> with video clips because I don't think I I can't put it into one genre. Um, but essentially, it's would you want to, do you want to date idols, but also pay a lot of money in gacha? Yeah. <laughs> and would you like to roll for idols and then date them? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So it's the it's the the Hinatazaka version of the the Nogizaka uh, Nogi Koi mobile game that was very popular back in the day. Um. I think it's still popular. Um, they had, I know they had a campaign with the Nogi Koi one where it hit the, like the first, I think it was the first 100 people who managed to max the affection of one of the idols got a signed card from them. Damn. Um, in when they launched Nogi Koi, I don't know if they're doing the same thing for Hina Koi, but um, yeah, that was that was an interesting uh, somebody uh, spent campaign. way too much money trying to keep their AP so that they could, you know, keep refunding their AP so they could 
maxed out one of those girls. Someone spent stupid amounts of money. 100%. Someone spent tons of money and did not sleep for like two weeks to do that. (laughs) Um, But uh, alongside that uh, game, which is likely never going to come in English, uh, there was uh, two other announcements. So uh, Miata Manamo, um, one of the... uh, one of the first gen members, um, I believe first gen, yeah, first gen members has suspended her activities for health reasons. Uh, no details have been given behind that, but um, yeah, it's it's indefinite. So so um, it seems like she'll miss uh, miss doing the end of year concerts, which is unfortunate. Um, but uh, hopefully she can get better soon. And also. Uh, uh, Saito Kyoko, um, one of the more popular first gen members, um, she's announced her solo photo book. Um, so she's the Got first me- photo books. Yeah, <laughs> she's the first <laughs> first first member um, to release a photo book. What during the Hinatazaka years, um, but she's the second in the group total um, uh, because uh, Miho Watanabe released hers during the Hiragana Keakizaka days. Um, so yeah, so it seems like they're starting to get photo books in Hinatazaka now. The the popularity is rising. That's <laughs> um, how you know I, the popularity is rising. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I think I think we'll, we'll we'll know more when sales numbers for these photo books start coming out um, about how popular they are as a whole. Um, and then uh, also the documentary film, as I mentioned briefly before, that releases on the twentieth of January. Um, and that's straight to Blu-ray DVD. That's not uh, a theater release like the Keakizaka one. Hmm. Probably better, honestly, because yeah. that means <laughs> we can get it here in the West faster. Yeah. Um, yeah. So alongside all of that, um, there was also an announcement this month that uh, Nogi Zaka 46, Sakura, Sakura Zaka 46, and Hinata Zaka 46 um, are going to be performing at the uh, uh, Kohaku, uh, the Red and White Song Festival at the end of the year, uh, traditionally shown on uh, NHK. Um, It's the regular concert that half the Japanese population tunes into on a a New Year's Eve. Um, But there was one glaring omission from that list. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. AKB48 were not on that list for the first time in 12 years. Um and that was t- that as previous to this that was 11 consecutive years. They were they had done it um 12 times and that was because they their second year uh they didn't attend. But yeah, this is 11 consecutive years broken now. Um and that's a y- hell of a record. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they were kind of a mainstay, and them not making Kotaku is, I, I've personally, I think it's big news for the idol industry as a whole. It's a, it's a wake up call. Yeah, um, for sure. Especially because you've got a group like uh, Sakura Zaka Forty Six, which has gone through tons of transition this year. Um, and... all the controversy. <laughs> All, yeah, all the controversy, um, a new name, new identity, um, 
and one they, new song. <laughs> one new song, zero singles released at the time of the announcement, and they're yeah. on and they're on the list to be there. Um and this is this is so Kohaku also the list gets picked by NHK based on popularity. Um so it's all of the all of the groups that they think that the large section of the population in Japan wants to see. Um mm-hmm. And for AKB not to make it, even though they are still, they're still regularly the the highest charting idol group, so they sell a lot of singles. Um, it it almost feels to me like a recognition of, yeah, they're selling a lot of singles, but they're selling those to AKB fans. Yeah, and they're selling, and the AKB fandom, uh, like, are expected to buy multiple copies. Mm. Of yeah, the specific version of a single <laughs> to get, you know, handshake tickets and all that stuff. So I think that might be like NHK wising up to the business practices. Um, but it does mm. say something. It really does that maybe the sales weren't quite as high as they used to be. Um, but uh, no, yeah, like you were saying, this this is definitely a change in. Um, I guess. Uh, the idol industry as a whole, really. Um, Kohaku is, I mean, like, if you're an anime fan, uh, you've seen Kohaku. Like, most New Year's uh, episodes have, like, some variation of, like, a make-believe version or maybe even the real version of Kohaku. Mm. Like, it's it's that popular. It's kind of like that thing that everybody watches. Uh, like, everybody watching the, the ball drop in New York City in America. Um yeah, the uh, the like, AKB. I'll, I'll never forget uh, the when I went to Japan for Fourth Live. Uh, when the last day I was there, I sat in my room and I was I was kind of getting my my bags packed and all the you know fucking merch that I bought uh in my bag, and I had on the TV like a it was like they were showing year by year from like 1970 on like the the. Uh, billboard or the NHK chart toppers and all that stuff and who had made that kind of stuff in like 2011 I want to see that board was mostly AKB mm. like when they got and when they got to like the early 2010s mostly AKB so much AKB like like so many of their singles were on that list somewhere and usually around the top spot mm. <clears throat> um the, so the fact that like the fact that three sakamichi groups who are like if you don't know uh sakamichi and akb like i i guess you can kind of call them sis- no not really yeah i would i would say that's uh, that's valid i think sakamichi is I'd, like a, i'd say like cousin groups rather than sister groups. They're, they're, they they like, they still they still have exactly the same producer yeah yeah that's fair uh but you know like the the difference in their um uh how do you say it their style i guess mm. um their musical style the, the even like their style of dress their style of addressing their fans uh, everything is is completely different and uh like we talked about this before uh but akb seems to be on a very downward trend um especially with what is it was it fifth live that when we when we went and we saw that their their uh cafe was closing, uh, I think that was Fess. No, it was uh Fess. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, cause I was it was it closing down for because I know it was closing down for Fess, mm. but like 
did we notice that like because i remember you went up and you read like the notification uh on the window at that time was it during fest or was that like either either way um uh, the yeah. fact that they're closing down like a staple of akihabara uh which is the akb cafe um kind of speaks volumes to where the idol industry is going uh yeah like it's they're not closing down the 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 akb stage yet but yeah. if, if that goes, that's mm. pretty much it. Yeah, I think that um, I think that yet is the telling part. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like I haven't heard anything about them closing it, but I mean, you can see it. Like, if you had asked us, when when did I discover AKB? I don't know. It's probably somewhere around twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. If you told me back then, like you know, that they were going to close down the, you know, their their main venue like their ownership over Akihabara probably think you were a crazy person mm-hmm. um <coughs> but nowadays i could definitely see it happen happening excuse me um uh yeah uh like the whole like you can't do the whole like i'd say like the whole moe moe q you know moe idols or the uh e- even more so what they were doing uh recently like the whole trying to appeal as like sexy idols um how mm. recently i guess it wasn't even that recently but they've been doing that for a while right um, yeah yeah because like heavy rotation is a is a pretty old song and that is all of them in lingerie <laughs> 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 um so yeah it definitely does say something that uh like akb not getting invited to kohaku is huge in the idol industry mm. um I think, I think, yeah, I, I was going to say, I, th- I think it's it's raised a lot of questions around people searching. Like, there's there's been a lot since that announcement online, people searching for answers about why they might not have been um, invited. Um, but again, it's it's the the key to uh, participating in Kohaku is you have to have released a song during the year, and they did in March. Um, so. That's not an excuse why they're not there because that that song sold uh, over a million copies in the first week of its release. So yeah, <laughs> that is so. It, that's not that's not explaining it. Yeah, um, no, no. But um, it's yeah, it, it's just, it's just raised a lot of questions around it um, because I think even kind of like major news in Japan was very surprised around them not being there. Um. And it's, I think it's very interesting to as yeah. as, as as an observer to to it's kind of see it play not, out. It's definitely not like a like a like we're saying like oh this is the end for them. Like honestly, they could be back next year uh, in Kohaku. Mm. It's yeah, just yeah. it's it's just really interesting that like you know this major event that they've been a part of for. 11 years like would be like 2020s i mean the year that no you're you're done like you're, well, you're not coming on our show and we're instead we're going to have three sakamichi groups one of them you know had which had a major scandal and many you know many of its participants leave rebrand and not have a song out when we announced they were coming on yeah that 
I think that says that says a lot. Um, yeah, I'd say add to that the the emergence of like you know more and more any idols and VTubers kind of entering the idol space. I do wonder if I would I would really wonder if Kohaku ever had a, a VTuber idol on. That'd be interesting. But um, yeah, I, I do. It is uh, something to speculate on if if the whole if maybe idol fans are. I won't say done with the whole, you know, AKB style, because obviously they're not if a million copies got sold. Like you can imagine, you know, some diehards bought like, you know, stupid amounts of copies. But I mean, really, a million that's that can't just be a few diehards. <laughs> At least. I hope yeah, not. God, I hope not. Please be more responsible with your money. He said owning so much <laughs> love life stuff. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I I'd be interested to hear. Uh, what you guys all uh, out there listening if you're interested in like akb and all that kind of stuff like do you think like there's been a move away from like the whole moe idols or or um i guess not moe idols because you know you'd say love life's pretty moe um or like the whole sexy idol kind of thing maybe in, in favor of k-pop uh like maybe the people who like that kind of thing moved on to k-pop since that's k-pop's main deal um yeah let me know because uh when 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 steven told me that they weren't going to be on kohaku i my job i mean metaphorically hit the floor um yeah yeah it, it it's it's crazy to think about honestly like reading that line over and over again it's like wow akb is not going to be there and i don't even like okay i do watch kohaku but i don't watch the whole thing I watch like the highlights and I like I'll watch like people will clip out the, you know, the songs <laughs> because I'm not going to sit there listening to them talk uh, about music in Japanese because uh, my Japanese is nowhere near that good. So, um, but yeah, even I know, even as a, you know, fucking the pleb that I am, I know that they're, <laughs> they're pretty big. So, I don't know. Something crazy. Mm. Like, Something you wouldn't expect to hear as an idol fan, definitely. And not. I can't imagine what the AKB fandom's going through. Like I, I, I like you know AKB uh, songs well enough, but I wouldn't consider myself a diehard, um, because I don't want to. <laughs> I already spend enough money. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'd be pissed <laughs> if I was a fan. Uh, uh, let us know. Are you an AKB fan? I'd love to know if we have any AKB fans listening. Mm. Um, I don't know. Any last thoughts there, Stephen Logan? I just, I yeah, I think I think the only, <laughs> only thought is this is just yeah the shock behind it. It's Kohaku is going to be different with AK without AKB there. Um, Sak- Sakamichi's got the floor to themselves to promote on New Year's Eve night. Yeah, they're going to have like half of Japan watching them, which I mean, to be fair, like they've been there before. So, mm. um, but not without AKB. Yeah, that's uh, 2020 is a hell of a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely throwing up some interesting situations. Yeah, yeah. We will see where the idol industry goes from here. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you guys will all. Uh, follow us uh on on this journey um 
it would i guess it would have been weirder if we'd been like if we've been doing the idle hour podcast for longer than than like what are we on, episode seven <laughs> yeah yeah seven months or whatever yeah. yeah but trust me this it's a it's it's pretty shocking if you're not already an idol fan <laughs> i i recommend you know go go listen to some akb like that's that's where a lot of like if you listen to idol music that's where a lot of inspiration for newer idol music comes from so they're definitely a staple but anyway with that said i think we're gonna draw this episode to a close <coughs> excuse me um so uh don't forget to uh to keep up with us um you can find us on twitter at idle hour pod on instagram at idle hour pod facebook.com slash idle hour pod our email is idlehourpodcast at gmail.com because we like to be different there. And our parent <laughs> website is animearcade.net. Hit us up on any one of those and um, let us know if you'd like an invite to our Anime Arcade Discord where we talk about idols and VTubers and all kinds of stuff and talk about the stuff that we spent you know, our, our hard-earned money on uh, in terms of idledom, um, which coming up would be the Niji Blu-rays. Oh, but... <laughs> yeah uh thank you guys for listening uh logan steven thank you guys as always absolutely yeah thank you (laughs) and uh yeah we'll catch you guys next month sounds good peace see ya